this is just a piece of all of the different things that short circuit any human being's ability to make good decisions when emotions run high. Welcome to In the Driver's Seat, a podcast on managing financial risk in your grain operation, brought to you by ABM. Hi, I'm Doug Rosa, Vice President of Producer Marketing for ADM and your host for In the Driver's Seat. Today we talk about the unconscious habits that tend to trip us up in grain marketing. One of our team members has been studying this field of behavioral economics and how it can interfere with good decisions in grain marketing. His name is Nate Roberts. Nate is an integration manager for ADM in Nebraska and Kansas. We sat down with Nate this summer at the Farm Progress Show to talk about this. We hope you enjoy the listen. So this is a unique topic. Can you talk a little bit deeper about, you know, um, what we're going to discuss today? So in the back, I actually, there's a book back there as well as some other material. But Beyond Fear and Greed is one of the studies that was done. And so we're going to talk a lot about that today. And then how does that impact grain marketing or maybe how it impacted any of us as humans, whether you're a farmer making a decision or in the case of our origination staff who are working with farmers that are making those decisions. It's always fascinated me how do such smart people um, make such poor decisions and um, I point at myself when I say that. When I think about 2019, Nate, um, as maybe a classic example, we started off this, this calendar year kind of in a hopeless marketing situation. Then we went through a period where everything changed with, with planting issues, etc. So we went from hopeless to blindly bullish to now not wanting to maybe realize in some cases that we need to adjust our thought process. What goes into that from what you've learned and what you've studied? One of them is uh, what they term heuristics, which is just rules of thumb. So as you go through your life, you know, you have experiences and those experiences are going to impact future decisions. You know, another one is what they refer to as confirmation bias, which just says that you're prone to search for what you want to see and you disregard the things that you don't. So if you think about the farmer back in January, they were so, you know, after years of uh, less than desirable financial outcome, we were prone to search for a good year. So that confirmation bias just really reared its head. I think it's it's safe to say just right now here recently we've all had to deal with what we thought was true. Some conflicting evidence that we've had to digest from the market. You know, we don't look for evidence of things that contradict what we think. We look for confirming evidence. That's really what confirmation bias is. What insight would you share, you know, as it pertains to financial outcome, forward marketing um, versus waiting? to to market crops until you know it's harvested well yeah for me it's we get really focused on what do we think the market's going to do that's what we've been trained to do that's what we talk about and in general it feels like farmers tend to wait we we don't want to get caught uh making a decision too early and so there's another uh subject that gets introduced here which is regret and regret is definitely driven by how much responsibility we have for that decision. And when I can connect that to marketing, farmers tend to say, if I forward contract, 
I made a decision, I did something, much more than if I don't forward sell it and I just produce it and the market moves. I don't feel that regret because it doesn't feel like the same type of responsibility. You know, we talk about hindsight um, bias as well. Everyone remembers 2012 as, you know, a year where we had a major drought, we didn't produce it. That's a major factor even on a year like this. So when people see even an opportunity to maybe forward market or lock in prices, that comes back to haunt them a little bit. So they made a promise not to do that again. And seven years later, they're still struggling with it. So just to remind everybody, in 2012, the market at fall was a buck fifty to two dollars higher. Well, what's happened since? We've had seven years in a row where the market has been lower. And if you really look at the math, you know, it still says, I think the math when I looked at it yesterday was still, it was like almost $4 a bushel. So you take out, say, two bucks, you're still a buck eighty ahead by forward contracting. But it's also introduced in things like loss aversion, which is another one of those themes. So loss aversion just says that the pain felt from a loss is two times what it is of a gain. So when you lose, it feels two times worse than the uh, impact of a similar gain. Yeah, that's one I've heard, and it helps understand even why I do things I do and you know, my personal life, and you see gains and losses, and those losses are much clearer in my memory than you know, all of the good ones I've made combined, it feels like. Another, I think a literal example of what we're talking about. We experienced a period uh, this summer of a lot of people asking about canceling contracts. What was, is there a market scenario that, you know, is tied closely to people asking about that? Hey, I want to cancel my contract. What's your insight on that? Yeah, so I think, uh, at least for us, when we see that request, uh, it definitely, when markets move higher, the feeling of, of loss or I screwed up is much higher than the, you know, you take two market situations, one where the market moves higher, farmers are a lot more concerned about that than the same move lower. Like, I mean, people feel you know, market goes up a buck, it's like, oh my gosh. And in a lot of cases, if even if that farmer had sold 20%, it feels, that 20% feels like this huge weight. And then you take where the market turns and moves lower. They worry, I mean, like they're disappointed in themselves about that 80% that they didn't have done, but it's not near the weight. And so we see that, and I've seen it through my whole career. Yeah, many discussions I've had too. Um, you could have someone who sold 5,000 bushels and, you know, have 95% of their, their grain left to market, but their immediate reaction, especially to an abrupt rally like we saw happen uh, earlier this spring, um, their complete focus was on how to, you know, make that 5,000 bushel sale go away. Um, and there was zero focus on how to market the rest of it. Well, I think it's exactly what we talked about. You know, somebody forward contracts and then the market goes up. You know, you've gone through a period of less than desirable farm financial results. And so they, 
they want to make the most of that rally. So we sit there and we hold back and say, okay, well, gosh, I missed it now. I didn't, you know, I made this decision that feels terrible because the market's going up and I'm going to miss my opportunity. And, you know, so you're starting to weigh all those things that that weigh on you. And the, the thought of that loss just gets exaggerated, which feels like two times as, as painful or as heavy. Let me ask you this. What do you think the social media induced bias was for farmers everywhere ahead of the last crop report yeah i mean just it screamed at you everything you looked at everything you read was you know this market's got to go up it's got to go to five bucks and then when the report came out you know just it's a classic example of the blame game and after it happened it's like this okay now who's my who did i listen to was it the trading advisor was it my local guy was it my banker was it my brother you know and we talk a lot and even in our own situation we try to provide tools that take the human out we want to remove some of that and that's why because tools don't feel emotion and emotion is you know the huge driver of this so this gambler's fallacy that we've talked about a little bit kind of creeps in i spoke to someone this morning and i asked what was going on in their in their situation and you know their emotions are starting to acknowledge i think that maybe there's some validity and maybe they need to rethink um but we lost a bit of time and it would have been nice to be able to take action um so gambler's fallacy something people really experience and you think about what happened to the market and you know, we've had the opportunity to see new crop corn in the mid fours. So now that we've seen that, it's kind of like we want to get back there, right? Well, or maybe even if I could get back to this level and, and we disregard the new information, like we're so tied to finding what we know and what we're comfortable with that we will disregard uh, even factual fundamental information. Talk to me a little bit about this concept of this term house money. I know what it means to me, but what does house money mean to you and how does it come into play when we talk about grain marketing? You find $20 on the street, it's pretty easy to walk into the casino and spend that 20 bucks, you know, but if it was 20 bucks you took out of your wallet, it feels much different. So think about both sides. If you're down, you know, it drives your decisions. If you feel like you're ahead, you may take higher risk going forward and it's going to change your decision process. And that happened this year, right? In some big ways for some people. Um, there were people who were so convinced that they were right and probably feeling a bit like they were playing with house money. Um, there is no downside risk. There's only upside opportunity. So it creeped in and um, it's a difficult thing to to overcome if you're experiencing it. Yeah, and I think you touched on it earlier, you know, early in the year, we were, the whole group of us was feeling like, okay, this is gonna be a tough year. And then as the market started rallying, you know, our goals changed. They got to a point where they were gonna be profitable. But at that point, it goes back to the, yeah, house money. You got, you started taking risks that you wouldn't have taken because you felt like you were ahead and, and you start started feeling good and so to me it's it's about speed to recovery speed to identification and, and speed to recovery 
that maybe could help people the most um, just understand for themselves what they're going through. How can other peoples dive, dive deeper into this to understand for themselves and read for themselves, you know, to get, get their own understanding? There's a book laying back there that talks, it's uh, called Beyond Fear and Greed. It's built around the financial industry, but as you read the examples, it's like, holy cow, I mean, it, it hits you in the face, and it's like, oh, I just experienced that the other day. You know, the, the crop report for me, I mean, I, I certainly had an opinion, but there's all kinds of other things in my life where I'm sure, I am sure that I'm right. And one little tip or trick I've used is, is if I can, just ask myself, what if you're wrong? And it can really change the thought process going forward. Um, if somebody else is, is that sure that I'm wrong, maybe I am, and you know, then I have to go re-explore, what am I missing? You've been around farming, you've been around grain marketing, what tips do you use to keep yourself on track? The thing I tell people is think about what really matters, and, and not only think about it, write it down, have that conversation. You know, If you're in an operation with a wife or kids or brother, write some of that down and say, okay, what really, what things should really drive it? Because they're going to remind you, well, you told me that you were going to make this decision because X, Y, and Z. And having that reminder sometimes is the exact kick in the butt that we need. And, you know, even with your grain buyer, go tell them what you really want and why. It holds you accountable and it will help remove some of that. So we've talked about a lot of things, Nate. We've talked about heuristics or a pattern, a rule of thumb. We've talked about confirmation bias, um, you know, being prone to search for confirming evidence and not paying attention to the rest. Loss aversion, you mentioned loss aversion. Loss has a, a two times greater impact um, than, than being right. Overconfidence, uh, illusion of validity and hindsight bias, and a gambler fallacy. So this is just a microcosm, this is just a piece of all of the different things that short circuit any human being's ability to make good decisions when emotions run high. Any closing tips for you or, or advice that you might have for anybody that's struggling in this space, especially in a year like this? I guess what I would say is just be aware of these things, research it a little bit, uh, read up on it, it's good, and you know, you are whether you know it or not you're going to search for an expert and like i would encourage that because they're also going to hold you accountable i'm going to add one more thing let yourself off the hook if you're a victim of making a decision you wish you hadn't made the only one that now matters is the one you make next i love thinking about baseball when i think about grain marketing i love thinking about how a shortstop who makes an error has to immediately recover and not make another mistake. I love thinking about you know, the strategies that go into creating successful people. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Driver's Seat Podcast. Um, it is something that we can take control of. It is something that, that we can do to put ourselves in a better situation, better situation, just acknowledging these things. So thanks for joining us for this episode. This has been In the Driver's Seat, brought to you by ABM. To learn more about managing financial risk in your grain operation, talk to your local ABM representative or go to admadvantage.com.